The big guest train keeps on rolling. Arizona Cardinals offseason up to this point. Kyler Murray contract talks. Benjamin Albright is going to join me. We're going to talk all about it. Locked on Cardinals. Here we go. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Clancy here going live on a Thursday uh, just because it's different. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Um, Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by, by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get 50 bucks off purchases, $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement as well. Use code Locked On at checkout. Um, got a jammed show today. Uh, there's a lot going on. The offseason uh, has been confusing, as I mentioned yesterday. And... It's something that I've been struggling with trying to find the storylines of what the hell the 2022 NFL season is going to look like. Somebody that could potentially shed a little bit of light into that is joining me now. Benjamin Albright at Albright NFL. Dude, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. No problem, man. How's it going? Good, good. So, okay. Um, First off, you're in Denver, okay? Um, And you're all over the iHeart affiliate there at KOA Colorado, Broncos Insider. Uh, national, you know, insider as well. You do a whole lot of things here. Um, first things first, this offseason, in a nutshell, it's confusing for the Arizona Cardinals, the right adjective to use, or would you would you use a different one? Um, you know, I, I don't know if confusing per se is exactly the word, but there certainly are some oddities. I mean, um, you know, it, it, it's been a situation where um, – you had uh, Kyler doing the, the bait and switch with the social media stuff and, you know, his contract stuff comes out, his contract demand comes out or leaks out sort of, and, and he sort of gets laughed at a little bit, you know, no way Kyler Murray's getting that kind of money. And then you get uh, all these new quarterback contracts reset in the market real quick. And all of a sudden Kyler Murray at that number that he'd originally put out, something that looks cheap, still hadn't been, you know, the offer put out there. You get the head coach re-signed, the head coach and the quarterback share the same agent. Why can't they get the, uh, why can't they get the quarterback deal done here? So, um, you know, that it's, it, there, there is some, there are some oddities or some peculiarities. I'm not a hundred percent confused per se. I believe the problem lies with the Arizona front office and just not wanting to pay that amount of money. Uh, but there are other, you know, there are other things that are going on with this too, you know, behind the scenes, some things have been leaked about Kyler Murray in terms of him as a, a person or a leader. Um, and you know, there, there's been the fades down the stretch and, um, whether or not that's him, whether or not that's Cliff, they put the money into Cliff. So, you know, they got to believe that it's not him. So there are some things I think, um, you know, I, I think they're going to push the, push the reset button here and, and say, okay, we're going to, we're going to give it one more year here, see what we got. And, uh, and then we'll go from there. The problem with that is, is no matter what you do, if you're going to, if you're going to keep Kyler Murray at all, no matter what you do, the longer you wait, you're always going to pay more money, Right. Because the floor is always going to be reset. Do they really want to wait till after Lamar Jackson gets his to pay Kyler? So that's I think that's the problem that I see here. For sure. At Albright NFL, Benjamin Albright, KOA, uh, Colorado, out in Denver, uh, Broncos insider, national media insider. Uh, so agreed. And there's a couple things that Kyler Murray is. 
he is an undersized quarterback. That's a fact. I mean, traditional quarterback, he's undersized for what a traditional quarterback looks like. Um, that's a fact. Number two, he's the best young quarterback the Arizona Cardinals have ever had as an organization. That's a fact. And then number three is if you're going to reframe the future of this organization and you have a guy that 23 other teams would call up, be like, I'll give you three first round picks and two players tomorrow for, isn't that enough to say, you know what? This isn't Carson Wentz. This isn't Jared Goff. Paying early, Kyler Murray saves you money and it substantiates the foundation for the future of this organization. Like, doesn't it, isn't it that simple, even though the number is going to be bonkers? Or is there more that goes into this because of the downfall of the last two seasons? Like, is that held into account for a rookie scale quarterback? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. So, okay. So I agree with your premise. Uh, If a quarterback is that person, then yes, you pay them and that should be enough. I don't know that Kyler is that person. I don't know that 23 other teams would, and they certainly wouldn't pay that much for him. He's, he's very scheme specific. Like he is a great quarterback, but there are some scheme limitations there uh, with what he does as well. Um, So I I don't know that all the teams would be doing that. And I I don't think that that would be the price tag that if they were to trade that that's what they get. And I think that's what Arizona's kind of banking on or counting on is saying, look, you have a limited market. You have a, you have a, a, a coach here, a head coach here who's running a scheme. that's very specific to you. And this is the reason you're succeeding, whether that's true or not. That's kind of what Arizona as, a, as an organization is kind of sort of banking on in these negotiations. That's, that's the nature of negotiation. Well, you're successful because we make you successful, right? And you're like, nah, I'm successful because I'm good, right? Like, that's, that's the nature of negotiation. So I, I sort of get where both sides are coming from on that. Um, I, I think that there's some truth to that, though. I, I think that, I mean, you were just talking about it. Kyler's probably the best young quarterback Arizona's ever had. Maybe maybe second to Jake Plummer, if you count that. I don't know. But, I, you know, one or two, depending on how you look at it. Um, so, you know, I, like for me, if you're going to put the faith in Cliff and you put the money into Cliff and you, you resign Cliff Kingsbury, then now you have to say, OK, is, is Cliff the reason? Uh, because if he is, then do we need Kyler? You know, is he the guy? Because if Cliff's the guy, then we can just stay cost controlled and continue to, uh, you know, put high price free agents around whomever and win. I mean, you guys want a game with Cole McCoy for crying out loud, you know, uh, and, it, and it looked good, you know, yeah. so. I don't, I'm not a hundred, like, I don't get me wrong. I think Kyler's very talented, but I'm not a hundred percent that Kyler's the reason that they win. And so I think that's the internal struggle in the Arizona organization right right now is, Hey, look, is this the guy, is this the reason we're winning or is he winning? Cause he's talented and he's got a great coach that says putting a scheme together that, uh, that allows him to win. Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, et cetera, in Denver for all of Vance Joseph's, uh, head coaching ship there when you don't have a quarterback that's worse than overpaying a quarterback that may not be the guy if you think in my opinion or it's equally as worse if you don't have a quarterback you're not going to win in the nfl so like he's going to be an nfl quarterback barring injury and barring you know whatever wanting to build a video game empire at 30 instead like he's going to be a quarterback for a decade right so like i understand the vitriol kind of behind the you've seen enough to question if he shouldn't get paid. So why would you just go through it and just do something that's never really been done before and paying him a year early? The reason why I think is because the Cardinals need to, they are not a winning organization over the history of time. And I think that they've put themselves, they are in like, Steve Kime sets up the ecosystem that forces him to make more moves because of the things he wasn't able to do before. 
And it's not a slight. He's he's at home runs, you know. But right now, I know Kyler has flaws, and I'm not look. I, I'm not ignorant of that. And I just think at this point, this is the situation the Cardinals have put themselves in. So you kind of have to throw the rule book out. And I know that's irrational. Like I get that that's irrational. Yeah, I think the main thing for them is they just want to be sure before they put the money in front of them. And maybe, you know, maybe that's the problem. Maybe you can't be sure. Maybe you have to take the leap of faith. You know, um, I think that I think that from their perspective, they're like, all right, is you know, before we put this quarter billion dollar number in front of Kyler Murray, which is what it's going to cost now, thanks to Sean Watson. And, you know, and um, I, I think they want to be sure. I think they want to be 100 percent sure. And I'm not sure you can ever be sure in football. You know, I mean, have a Holmes is a sure thing. Yeah, I get it, whatever. But you, you get the idea. Like, you, it's almost never that you can just be sure in football. And so I think in, in terms of throwing the rule book out, like you, you said that, I think you're, you're sort of right because you, you have to take a leap of faith at some point, you know, like that, that like you have to take the leap at some point. And so, you know, for me, if you if you're even leaning 60, 40, that Kyler is the guy and they should be leaning at least 60, 40 that he is at this point. Uh, then, then you pay him because all you're doing is costing yourself money long term. <laughs> Alex Clancy and Cody Roar from Locked On Broncos, best friend Benjamin Albright, joining me here uh, on a Thursday live edition. I wanted to go do it live today. Uh, coming up next, we're going to continue this Kyler conversation because I have one question that I implore you and Benjamin to just take. Like, this is my thought process, and I want him to tell me that I'm wrong as much as I want him to tell me that I'm right. That's the beauty of podcasting. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals with Benjamin Albright. We'll roll on uh, next. First, Rock Auto. So there's a couple things about me. One, I post Locked On Cardinals. Two, I know Jack S about cars, and that's why rockauto.com has got me covered. I don't want to go to a chain storefront and say, hey, man, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Can you help me make my car work? I know it has an engine. I know it has tires, and I know it's blue. That's pretty much what I know about my car. Rockauto.com takes care of it for me. You don't get upcharged 40 50 60% for stocking fees or supply chain fees or whatever. You go to the website. You can do it in your pajamas. You type paint or tail lamps or whatever the hell you want. And two days later, it's on your doorstep. Go to rockauto.com. The prices are reliably low, and they treat you like family, man. Right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, second segment, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow on Twitter, Clancy's Corner, if you want. You can like, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, and I did give my boy Cody um, a shout-out because um, he was one of the OGs with me here Locked On. I think he's do, been doing it since 2017 or 2018. I know he does. I said best friend. I know that he and Benjamin have, uh, have a good relationship out there in Denver. Um, and if you want somebody – if you want to have an Adam Schefter cameo uh, and you don't want to pay the fee – I can hook you up. Like, here, and I know it's a thing. Like, Cody Rourke, check him out. First of all, he's a great Twitter follow. He, like, he's incredible. If you like Yellowstone, he's the biggest fanboy of Yellowstone. And he sounds exactly like Adam Schefter without trying to. And it's, it's just cool. So if you want a cameo, you don't want to pay for it. I'm sure Cody will hook you up for 20 bucks. All right. So Kyler Murray, is he the guy? Like, and I know from a national perspective, that's why I'm having um, Ari Mayroff from Pro Football Focus on tomorrow. I'm going to ask him the same thing because. I have national media members on because I want to know what really goes through their mind when they have to talk about the Cardinals or when they are excited to, or when they just don't think about them at all. And with Kyler Murray, is he the guy that's a national media narrative? It totally is. And it makes sense. 100% because you're looking at all 32. We're looking obviously more in a microscope here. My imploring that I teased before the break was, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson ruined the curve. 
They ruin the young player curve. And what I'm imploring people to do is don't look anywhere else except for the Arizona Cardinals because it's not fair. <laughs> it's not, like Kyler Murray is struggling like young quarterbacks are supposed to. Russell Wilson, that we're going to talk about in a second, was drafted into absolute royalty with zero pressure to perform. And I know that's not fair. That's kind of a – that's not absolute. But he had one of the best running backs of all time. He had a great offensive line before they traded Max Unger. And they, and they drafted when John Schneider still knew how to draft – had the legion of had the legion of boom on the other side of the field. So it was the Ben Roethlisberger elixir of defense running back win a Super Bowl. And Kyler Murray doesn't necessarily have that. Do you think that it's necessary, even if it's unfair, to compare him to other young quarterbacks who have thrived in more stable situations? I think that's easy for us to do. I think that's what we do in you know in, in sports talk and in media because it's an easy goalpost to compare it to. But yeah, uh, and it creates a, a relatability and a contextualization. Uh, but I don't think NFL teams do that. NFL teams just don't. They don't look at it like that. Um, they, they just like, is this the guy? Is this guy? You know, is this guy capable of getting us to twenty four points per game? Is our defense capable of holding people below twenty four points per game? And it's that's that's really the magic formula. I know that sounds reductive, but that really is the magic formula. If you score more than twenty four points a game and you hold opponents to less than twenty three points a game, you're going to win football games. You know, you go back and you look at the teams that made the playoffs last year. Every one of them that scored over twenty four made the playoffs. Every one of them that didn't didn't. Now, the only one that uh, the only team I think that made the playoffs that didn't score twenty four a game I think was Tennessee. Um, so it really is, it, like, it really is that reductive and that simple at the end of the day is Kyler Murray capable of putting 24 points up every game. And, you know, in that scheme, I, you know, I tend to think yes, especially with the, the weapons they surround him with Nuke Hopkins, um, you know, even though he's, you know, whatever, but, uh, you know, is, is one of the best out there. I thought Rondell Moore showed some flashes. I think he can really be something. Um, you know, AJ Green was good for what he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then bringing in uh, the tight end there was just a stroke of genius, uh, in the middle of the season. You think so, so? I, I, oh, yeah, exactly. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I do actually. I, I, th- I think so. And then of course, you know, they, they added, uh, um, you know, this off season. So they're, they're, you know, they've got, um, uh, they've got the weapons, you know, they've got the weapons. I feel like they've got the line. I feel like they've got the scheme. Uh, it's just a question of it all gelling at the right time and coming together. And you look at, um, you know, it, it sounds weird to compare it to what they did in Buffalo, but, it kind of is the same thing with Josh Allen, where you've got the continuity, you start adding the weapons, putting the pieces together. And then, you know, by year three, you want to see it work year three, year four, you want to see it work. You want to see it come to come to fruition. Right. Uh, And so that's, that's kind of, it's kind of the same plan there as far as that goes. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you try to put the best defense together. You can't, I I thought Vance Joseph's done a great job. Um, I know some people don't like him. I didn't like him as a head coach. I thought he was well out of his depth. But uh, in terms of identifying talent and and uh, and and being a guy that, that can be a defensive coordinator, I think he's pretty good at that. And maybe he'll get another shot at head coach someday and be be better at it. But um, you know, I, I like what they've done on the defensive side of the ball. So I, you know, it, it, with Kyler, I, I don't think you could compare him. Like you're talking about comparing him and, and not to do that. I think that's the right mentality. Like just just throw the rest of it out. Throw all the rest of it out. Throw the throw the Josh Allen's, the Pat Mahomes's, all of it. Throw it all out and say, is Kyler Murray? doing what it takes to win. Does he elevate the talent on this team or is he elevated by the talent in the scheme? And when you answer those questions, you'll have your answer. Should you pay him or should you not? Yeah. But so at Albright NFL, Benjamin Albright joining me here uh, live on locked on Cardinals Thursday. You're a cliff guy. I can tell. I mean, you, you think cliff, you think, you think this, well, l- let me frame it this way. You think the scheme could be the reason for Kyler Murray and not vice versa. Like you think it's, it, do you think that other quarterbacks with his skill set could run this offense to the level? Or do you think Kyler Murray takes that and elevates it? 
I, I think it's a symbiosis, but I also think that we have evidence that the scheme transcends the player because Colt McCoy came out and shellacked, uh, you know, and, and put out and balled out in that scheme. And we all, all we all know Colt McCoy is uh, he's fun and Colt's a good guy. If you you know if you ever met him, he's a really good guy. But Colt's a very middling quarterback, um, you know, if we're being honest. And so um, you know, I, I think that uh, I, I think there's some evidence to point to that the scheme may elevate the player. And the talent around may elevate the player, and I'd like to find a way to get a better a better handle on that. But uh, I think there's evidence to support that argument. As far as Cliff goes, I like Cliff, and I like the scheme that he's put together. Cliff's problem is his inflexibility; he doesn't change anything. And so, by the middle of the season, when he gets figured out, everybody's figured him out. He doesn't change anything, and then all of a sudden, you see the offense fall off. But then Kyler gets blamed for that. So it's it's a give and a take. There's a symbiosis there, and I, I feel like a player like Kyler, when they gets figured out. And a guy whose uh, who's plus attributes are playing off schedule, then I feel like he needs to elevate at that point. He needs to take over. And I don't feel like he's necessarily done that. So I think there's a symbiosis. I think he's a good player. I think it's a good scheme. I think there's good talent. Um, I'm just not sure which is, the, which is the reason for the winning and which is the reason for the losing. Yeah, it's interesting. Move over, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. We've got Cliff and Kyler to talk about. <laughs> who's, who's responsible for who? Um, I do want to talk to you on the final segment about the Broncos and the Cardinals. And it's interesting. They play this year, obviously. I think it's week uh, 15, 15, 16, something like that. Um, so. But Vance Joseph, and I don't understand why more people don't agree with me about the which It's fine. But I think that he's set up, if they take a step back, to be the scapegoat this year. And I And the reason why is – that's the look that I get one way or the other. <laughs> the reason why is because – Steve Kime with his overcorrection from last year to this year with all the offense, like Kyler cliff, here you go. No more excuses. Hollywood mm-hmm. Brown, train McBride. Like it doesn't matter. You have every offensive player in the NFL, Like you've got, you've got it all. And Rodney Hudson will see. I mean, that's obviously a main cog in this. If he, if he chooses to retire or not, but on defense, they lose Chandler Jones. Okay. And they don't add anybody of real consequence. So you're looking at trusting Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons Isaiah Simmons has shown flashes. I still remember the hit that he put on Cam Newton that ended up being a 15-yard penalty and they lost the game. But his rookie, you're like, oh, that's in there. So mm-hmm. it's just harnessing it. I think he's going to be a good player. I think he'll be a fringe Pro Bowl player. We have, we have no idea about Zayvon Collins. Uh, is is, uh, is uh, Byron Murphy a, a CB1? We don't know. Is, um, is uh, oh my God, is Marco Wilson a CB2? We have no idea. We just know that Buda Baker is one of the best safeties in the league. That's the only thing that we know about this roster. And what we've seen from Vance Joseph is 2020 Chandler Jones goes out early season for the rest of the year. That defense gets better. Hassan Reddick gets paid. Mark, uh, Marcus Golden, who they acquired, just he just continued to do the same thing. Vance Joseph elevates talent. Cliff Kingsbury, in my opinion, is not good at doing that. But when I look at this, moving forward with Vance Joseph, if they win seven games this year and the defense gives up the over 23-point threshold, He's gonna be the he's gonna be looked at as the reason why the Cardinals took a backslide, but he's not given any more talent than what they had last year, and they lost the guy. So that's kind of where I'm looking at with that. So if I does that make like no, it makes perfect know. sense. That's 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 you hit the nail on the head there. That that's really what it is, and he is set up to take the fall if there's a step back and all that kind of stuff. And that is he's expected to make chicken salad out of chicken, you know what? And yeah. um, and so it's it's it really is a, a problem. I, I think Zayvon Collins is going to be a monster this year. I think he's going to have a breakout year. I really do. 
Uh, I like what you said about Simmons. I, I've always liked him as well. And, and Byron Murphy, the stud. I, I like Byron Murphy. And, and of course, Buda Baker, we don't, that goes without saying. Uh, the question is going to be the other guys. The question is going to be, you know, who are those edge guys that are going to, that are going to take over a, a, a game? And, you know, can you get the push up front from the front three? And they've gotten that by and large from, from various different guys. And Vance has been pretty good about identifying that kind of stuff. You talk to people who ever work with Vance Joseph and they'll tell you, you know, his strength isn't necessarily his coaching. It's identifying talent. You know, that, that's always been his strength was when he, when he was with Miami, uh, was, was identifying talent. And so, um, you know, I think that, I think that's his thing. And then, you know, he's kind of grown into the coaching role as far as that goes, but yeah, he is set up to be the scapegoat for, for a lot of the, a lot of the things if they don't succeed. And, you know, it's going to be an interesting division this year. You got the Rams coming off that Super Bowl. You got Seattle, which figures to be down uh, this year with with Drew and Geno, and uh, and then you've got uh, a Niners team that's probably going to roll Trey Lance out, and uh, well, they are going to roll Trey Lance out, and and that's going to be uh, there's going to be a learning curve there. So it's an interesting division this year, and it kind of feels ripe for the taking uh, if you can have a few things break your way. The Cardinals just need to have that happen. Benjamin Albright at Albright NFL. It's a perfect transition into kind of looking forward to the 2022 season. The Broncos made a pretty um, substantial move, let's say, this offseason, uh, acquiring a quarterback that they haven't had since, you know, the uh, 700 days of Manning or whatever you want to call it when Peyton was there. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth next, Locked on Cardinals. First, Bill Bart. So here's the thing. This is how I'm framing this now. We have a live read to say. Um, you, I'll give you the gist, but pretty much what Bill Bar is now doing is giving you a protein bar that tastes like everything your parents wouldn't let you eat when you were young. It's pretty much it. The new, um, the new one here, and I feel like, and Cody, we talked about Cody Rourke locked on Broncos in our Twitter DMs. He is vehement about his coconut brownie chunk puff love, and we've talked about it a lot. That's a new future flavor again, but it's in puff form and not Bill Bar form. These things are good for you, okay? Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they're all covered in chocolate. I've got two boxes on my the top of my refrigerator right now. If you don't want to make an eight course breakfast to get your protein, Bill Bar has got you covered this new feature, Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, final segment. Benjamin Albright at Albright NFL, national media, Broncos insider. Um, It's interesting. Like the conversation surrounding Kyler Murray and Cliff is just fascinating for people that don't cover the team every day. It's great. Like it's, it's obviously, it's completely unbiased. It's completely unfiltered, and it's just like this is what I see from a bird's eye view, and this is the film I watch. These are the these are the um, the tendencies. This is potentially the reason for the downfall. And either way, the band aid is going to get ripped off this year, one way or the other. We're going to find out everything. And I think Vance Joseph. I think they should pay him as a head coach, keep him on his DC, be the head coach of the defense, because Cliff Kingsbury doesn't know where the defensive locker room is. I don't think. I don't think he may be able to map quest it and print out the directions, but I don't think he knows where it is. That's why Vance Joseph is so incredibly important to this team. He's so important to this coaching staff. Okay, so the Broncos trade for Russell Wilson. Okay, they've built something seemingly overnight. Obviously, they paid for it. Um, that could really give you a clear picture of what the next seven years could look like. I mean, Russell Wilson is probably going to retire a Bronco, you'd think, unless he goes and does one victory lap with Seattle when he's 40 or whatever. But, like, Russell Wilson now makes Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, wide receiver fringe one, fringe wide receiver ones. I call them wide receiver one and a halfs. Like, we're finally going to get to see what this offense was supposed to look like. Javante Williams is probably going to be a pro bowler next year, if not the year after, like they've set everything up and drafted well. 
And now you're able to put somebody in there under center who's a leader, who is he's I mean, he's a he's a cutout of exactly what you want a quarterback to be. He's kind of he's kind of a goober, but I mean you'll take that over a guy, you know, partying, um, partying downtown Denver every night. So tell me what Russell Wilson means to that organization a little bit more than just, oh, they're going to be better now. Well, I, he brings a championship pedigree. You know, I mean, you've got a bunch of young guys on this roster. In fact, this roster, this Broncos roster is so turned over that nobody exists on it from the Super Bowl year except for kicker Brandon McManus. I mean, even Von Miller's gone now to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. No, there's nobody that, that was here for the Super Bowl, which means that uh, unless you were here the year after, none of these players have even seen a winning season. Um, so, you know, he brings the – he, DJ Jones and Kwan Williams, three players they brought in this offseason, are all players that have at least either been to or won a Super Bowl uh, and understand what it takes to get there. And, and one of the things you noticed when Russ got here right away was the work ethic changed, you know. It wasn't just about, you know, okay, we got practice. Let's go do this. It was, no, we're staying after until we get it right. No, we're doing that. You know, we're not cutting corners. We're not, they're not rounding off. You know, everything is done. And Russ has, uh, he reminds a lot of people like uh, Peyton Manning in that regard, just because he has that same attention to detail uh, work ethic that Peyton Manning had. And Peyton Manning was kind of a goober sometimes too. You see the funny stuff on TV. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty curated. But, you know, reality is both those guys are kind of that guy, but they're so good. They can, you know, it's, it's like, okay, cool. Like, uh, you know, you're, you're good enough that I'll put up with that. So I don't think that Russ would be a fit for every locker room. Uh, we saw what happened in Seattle. I mean, Legion of Boom versus him. And you, we talked about that, you know, that personality. It didn't really mesh well. But on the defensive side of the ball for the Broncos now, the leader's Justin Simmons, who's kind of the same guy, you know. And so there's, there really is, I think, a really good mesh, a really good blend of personalities here that kind of fit what he does. But he just brings a championship pedigree, attention to detail, a work ethic that's, that's been lacking here the last couple of years. And, um, you know, when you combine those guys with the boundless energy of Nathaniel Hackett, and my God, man, like standing next to that guy is like drinking a Red Bull. Um, it, you know, it, it, it really is. It's kind of an interesting thing to watch. It's, a, it's so much different than it was last year. And it's not a knock on Vic Fangio. Uh, it's just different. Like Vic was just, you know, old school curmudgeonly guy. Nathaniel, you know, never gave out a compliment. I mean, you had to work for it. Nathaniel Hackett can't stop showering everybody in compliments. He's he's out there running routes with the receivers in the middle of, you know, in the middle of practice and stuff. He's just a ball of energy. So uh, there's just a different feel to it. Whether that translates to wins remains to be seen. Uh, but right now, there's certainly a different feel. Yeah. And I mean, Patrick Sertain Jr. kind of fell into their lap, PS2. I mean, not necessarily, obviously, um, he had a pick six early in in uh in train in, in the preseason. It's like, oh man, this dude's gonna be a baller forever. Like that's the differentiation kind of between the two. I know George Patton has kind of been up and down, like people like him, don't like, but like this obviously ties a bow on everything. Um, and obviously with uh Nathaniel Haggett working with Aaron Rodgers and then coming over here, like it's just gonna be it's a match made in heaven. And it's something that's kind of an enviable position where the Cardinals are looking over from Arizona, like they've kind of got that. Like the car, like it's a loose representation without just nailing the draft picks that the Broncos have. So now you have your, I call them pillars. You have your pillars on defense in perpetuity. You know, you have your two guys you're going to trust in the secondary. And those are the guys they are going to be leading this defense. And you're just going to be able, I mean, the Broncos are just a linebacker and pass rush factory. So you'll have your guys like, it's just, I know the AFC West is going to be, I mean, come on. I mean, that's, not ideal. That's what we call in the field, not ideal uh, with, with all of the quarterback strength there. But it's something that is just another organization that the Cardinals can kind of mirror themselves around, even though John Elway has kind of had his own ups and downs with, with, with player choice and everything. But the reason why I wanted to bring up the Broncos is because 
you like I know Teddy and Drew, but then like Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, as I mentioned, like you went through years without good quarterback play, years of just I mean bad quarterback play, below average quarterback play, and that's why bringing it back to the Cardinals that when you see a guy wearing number one for 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 the Arizona Cardinals, it's like you know what, don't overthink this s, just do it, suck it up, try try some wrong. Is what I say because what's been right to you hasn't necessarily been working since the inception of the organization. Well, and, and the, what is the floor with Kyler Murray anyway? It appears like the floor is probably double-digit wins, right? So, like, even if he's not the guy in terms of Super Bowl, the floor is double-digit wins that gets you in the playoffs, and that's a whole new season right there. You know, you get hot at the right time. Even Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, uh, Benjamin Albright, dude. Thanks so much for joining me at Albright NFL. Check him out on KOA Colorado. Um, yeah. And again, I'm going to message if you want an Adam Schefter cameo, I got a cheap way around it. Um, Benjamin Albright. Thanks so much for joining me, man. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Ari Mayroff from pro football focus tomorrow. I'll talk to you then.